0: All right, you know what this is, if you've been listening. This is another one of those free snippets of the paid episodes that we do that you should pay for over at wethefifth.substack.com. The only caveat to getting this free sample is, number one, you have to listen to me uh, yell at you and ask you to give us money at the beginning, not the end, just the beginning, and you are going to have a great episode fade out at probably some amazing point in that great episode. Um, I haven't decided which yet, uh, but it's just, I mean, is it a great episode? We're just just all back from being in different places, uh, and we're just talking a lot of shit. So um, enjoy, and uh, please go subscribe, because it makes me happy, and if you don't, I won't be able to afford my daughter's medication, and I don't know
1: what will happen then. So subscribe.
0: We know of new methods of attack. Here we are
1: all, all right. right. Done. Here we are. The Trojan face horse. To face. The so we're all back to in our spoons, <laughs> <laughs>
2: respective in our respective places of residence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I to back. Back from back today, yeah. from L.A. I was in Chicago land for the past week or so. Matt, did yeah. you yeah. go any or Were you mostly? You were. Oh man, I was, Ma- I
1: was in I was Manhattan for a little, oh, a couple times, and then oh. uh, came back to Brooklyn.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we went about, we did some things. Uh, how, how are things in general?
0: Yeah, things are great. Good. How was, uh, how's Bill? Yeah. Bill was great. Bill's fantastic. Um, it was good to see him. It was good to do the show. Um, and, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to hang with Elon. He was supposed to, he was going to do the overtime panel. Uh Uh-huh. Well, he wasn't going to do the overtime panel and they said, Oh, he might join for the overtime panel. But after the show, he was still there. Yeah, and I'm like man, Why didn't you join the overtime panel? Uh-huh. And he was like, um, I don't know. That was like, uh, I don't know. I'm cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was like, you should have done the panel. He's like, uh, Yeah, I'm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't cool. Uh, so yeah, I didn't uh, get to hang with him. Although, am I? I, I can say that. Um, yeah, you can Remember something that I went out to <laughs> outside of the show. There's like a little patio out there by the studio and go outside and I was like, Man, I hope Elon comes, you know, and hangs out for a minute. Yeah. And I just walk around the corner and the only person there that I see, there's a few other people, uh-huh. is um Woody Harrelson blazing the biggest joint I've ever oh, seen. Yes. In my life. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely just cooking this joint. I was just like
1: it's not Elon. It's not <laughs> Elon. But yeah. Woody
0: Harrelson is just smoking a joint right there.
1: I so, got a question about that. Um you know, he's played basketball players, he's played coaches, he's played athletes. Uh, what's his height situation? Uh, pretty
0: regular. I think he's probably, I don't know, he's like a, maybe an inch or so taller than me, but not huge. No, no okay. No, I mean, he, and I did see that they're making, um, uh, there's a remake of White Men Can't Jump, mm-hmm. which is a mm-hmm. remake that nobody wanted and nobody asked for. Um, that People it's say it's Hulu. a good
1: movie. I've, I never saw the original. So. Oh, the original is great. The original is really It's got Rosie Perez in it. Yeah, it oh. does.
0: people living with rats. <laughs>
1: if you've listened to this podcast
0: long enough, you remember. Rose, yeah, so that somebody a found phrase. that PSA. By the way, I mentioned this. If you haven't heard this a yeah. long time ago, my friend Dave and I used to um, love this PSA that Rosie O'Donnell did. Not Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie Perez did for MTV, and it was black and white, and it was cutting between her saying that everything's fine and then her freaking out that the world was screwed <laughs> up. And I, I've never seen. I haven't seen this since. But one enterprising listener. Send me a link to crack babies of her like yelling. <laughs> People living with rats. It was incredible. It was the best. <laughs>
2: it would have been better listen- if Rosie O'Donnell had done it in that accent. Actually. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell uh, yeah, definitely did, would have been. She, so I think she better. did do it. Yeah, she's her own. <laughs> it, it, she could have even done uh, Rosie Perez's parts in White Man Can't Jump.
0: That would oh, be a very different film. That would be, very, <laughs> that would be a very <laughs> different film. She's, uh, she's from Fort Greene, I think. I used to see her around Fort Greene all the time. Who's that? Rose, Rosie P. Rosie P. We have one mutual friend who says uh-huh. she's like the greatest and funniest. Stuff.
2: Wasn't she doing like I a, a thing her. on Broadway where she was like fully nude? in the play. Do you remember it's that? It's amazing
0: that that's the detail that you remember, but no.
1: <laughs> so strange. I don't know.
0: People living without clothes? <laughs>
1: there was a, and there might still be, but I think it's gone, uh, a a baseball, I think musical or play, or kind of both um, on Broadway uh, as recently as last year, that mm-hmm. was uh, sort of about race and about uh, expectations. sounded really interesting, like the kind of thing that Camille Foster would, would be interested in. Just like it's subverting expectations, and and um, the uh, the black player didn't want to be anyone's sort of racial victim, and it's just everything gets all screwed up. But the gimmick was they the entire play is everyone is naked.
0: No, oh, and it just nice. it struck
1: me as like I don't. I mean, I'm interested, but I've seen one of like, those before. Two well. hours of dick. Um, yeah, it would be distracting. It'd be like well, going to the beach with uh, Alan Dershowitz. I'm just like, I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not ready for the shirt cocking yeah. Has anybody? <laughs> I think someone actually did a long time ago, and I mentioned the Alan Dershowitz debate on Democracy Now with Norman Finkelstein. Oh God, <laughs> it is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. It's not 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 for what happens. It's just Norman Finkelstein's like voice is so in like both of them, and he's like he has his eyes closed. And he hates him. He hates Alan Schwitz so much. And he has this thing. <laughs> it was so long ago, I said, but it was like he was like, "Alan, you're in the forest of lies. You're lying. <laughs> it's like a, 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 a gaseous fog of lies, Alan." It's the weird. He's like the weird. Someone actually emailed us and said, "Can you get Norman Finkelstein on?" I it saw that. Because he's like such, he's like a total full on commie, but he wrote a book about like how identity politics is ruining everything. You know, I just, I just,
2: I just bought that book actually. Um, because someone excerpted it on Twitter. Yeah. And I just bought that book. I haven't, I haven't started it yet, but this is how, this is how I do it. Buy the book, keep it in the library. Know that it's next up. Wait, you you had a physical copy
0: or is that just a? No, no. Kindle. Kindle. Yeah. When was the last time you bought a physical copy of a book? Um,
2: there's actually a couple, um, that I've purchased recently cause I can't, well, there are two things that I do. If I buy a physical copy, I will often send it to this bookseller um, or book scanner, um, upstate New York and they'll have the book shipped directly to them. They'll destroy it, but they will make me an e-copy and then email me the Kindle version. Um, or I'll just buy regular books. And I got a couple back here. I bought, um, Cormac McCarthy's The Stonemason, which I hadn't read before. So, but uh, mm-hmm.
0: Play that he wrote. Wait, and you send it to somebody the and book. they
2: destroy it. Yeah, okay. And make and it and only for books that copy. aren't
0: available in Kindle. Yes, all right. That's right.
2: Yeah, okay. or or in you some should... other format. Even if it's a PDF, like that would be fine. But yeah, you're taking books out of
1: circulation time. so that you could privately, individually own. It's them. It's not
2: the only mm-hmm. one. It's not the only one. Mm-hmm. I'm actually. Taking them out of circulation, making a digital copy, and if I were someone who disagreed with or disregarded copyright, I might be distributing it um, afterwards, but I'm not doing that. I am just keeping the digital copy for myself while destroying the physical copy that I purchased, which is totally fine. And
0: and because Norman Finkelstein uh, um, kicked off his conversation, I want to respond to everything as if I was Norman Finkelstein. What? Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you destroying the copies of the book? It's someone told me scanning. It's cheaper. Someone texted me. Who was that? And if they're a listener, no, it was a friend who was like, I'm at um Coney Island on the beach, and like Norman I just walked by like, <laughs> like a like a beach chair, like by himself, like mad about about uh the israelis or something so <laughs> uh
1: there was at oh. least one uh email mm. asking about mar shall i read it real mm-hmm. quick sure sure before sure. we forget it and michael Fresh kicked ass mind, by the yeah. way um uh this is from john mc um saying hey guys so i'm stoned and uh, just watched real time and michael was great even got a serious laugh from bill after his shay rant Che rant. Mm-hmm. Ch- uh, chair rent. Uh, great someone, job, Michael. By the
0: way, a friend of mine just emailed me. He was like, I really loved your Vinny the Chin Gigante joke. And I was like, What? Did I say that? <laughs> you did. I have no <laughs> recollection of <laughs> it that. It's
1: pretty great, actually. Uh, the, very active. The, <laughs> the free association on Mao's Kitchen, which still exists. Yes. Uh, like
0: someone in the crowd, it, like, it was distracting because I said there used to be. And someone was like, it's still, It still exists. And I was like, Wait, what? Okay, great. Thanks. So I was like, It kind of uh, interrupted me, but it was funny.
1: In Venice, no less. So they probably have like armed bodyguards. So it's yeah, perfect. Exactly. They have red guards <laughs> trying to keep
0: uh, them, the homeless out.
1: John continues. He's a John with an H, by the way. We have to keep track of these things. But uh, what the hell? How do you get a raw deal every time you're on? Last time, you had an absolutely smashed Donna yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Rambling, incoherent nonsense for the entire show. And then yeah. this time, Bill spends 30 minutes talking to Musk, stealing your time. Also mm. true. And to top it off, they didn't even put your name in the show notes on HBO Max. Mm. It's Ian yeah. Bremmer instead. Yes. What, what the shit?
0: What the shit? Um, there was some cock up with Ian Bremmer at the last minute, and um, they didn't... Uh, have, like, all the graphics were done. And I was like, hey, do you guys have any uh, ones so I can just, like, promote it on whatever, Twitter, Instagram. And they didn't. It was just, like, such a last-minute thing. The show tapes. They do pre-tape now. um, And they tapes it around 3.30 or 4. Uh, It's live to tape, but you see that in in TV. You know, there's no edits. But I got to LA that morning. So that was pretty rough. The whole thing was pretty rough. I mean, I got up at 4 a.m., got on a flight, uh, was there at what, 10 or something, 11. And then as Matt knows, getting from LAX is another hour and you're just like, okay, time to go. And so that was like the fill-in thing. And, um, and so that's why I wasn't in it. But I was told at the beginning, and I knew this, that they had been trying to get Elon for a very long time. And so they blocked out a little extra time for him. And so, yeah, it was a long um, top of the show interview. Although mm-hmm. they did cut something in the middle, like Bill does another thing in the middle they cut out. Um, he they, they did like the new rules thing, but new he does that, usually yeah. does a whole, you know, bunch of bits in the middle, and they cut that out. So it wasn't it wasn't that much less time, but it's really hard to tell because the thing about shows like that, and I know both of you know this, is that once you start, once you get going, and you start getting to the feel of it, you know, because it's a weird place. I mean, everybody, everybody I've ever been on was like kind of nervous before they go because it's a crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's just a totally. It's like you you walk by the prices right set to get on there.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, the it's, that's like, for, it's destabilizing. Yeah, it's destabilizing.
0: Yeah. It's not like normal. Like it's not like sitting down in front of your camera for Megyn Kelly or something. But um, and so once you get out there, like you you it takes a little bit, and then once you're like, all right, this is great and fun, it ends, and that's always the horrible yeah. thing. But the good thing about it is the overtime, um, which which is which is fun, uh, too. And they do. And Bill yelled at me during overtime.
1: Did the, that's the part yeah. i didn't watch what did he yell at you for
0: well no because i swore and he's like we're on you can't swear Oh, it's on it's cnn now and i was like oh shit bad <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you draw, you're
1: throwing f-bombs right and left on the main show
0: yeah yeah it's just i i well because it's funny i didn't you know the one thing about this time which was different and i realized when i was like in the green in the, in the dressing room i was like oh i don't work for vice anymore I can say whatever Mm -hmm. I want before I was really tempered by that. And it's like, how did
2: they bill you? Was it, was it like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. That was it. it Um,
0: and yeah, but it's funny because previously I was, you know, Mm -hmm. no one says anything to you explicitly, but yeah, yeah. you know that you got to be careful because you're representing an organization that's on the Chiron that lower third that says vice news, you're gonna get in a ton of trouble if you say something bad. Now I'm like, oh, who cares? It's just me. I'm not representing <laughs> the anybody upside. by myself.
2: The, worst, it's just- the worse you are, the better it is. Yeah, bro.
0: exactly. And I'm like, this is <laughs> great. And I was, and I made a joke to the producer. I was like, I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I'm probably gonna get out there and deny the Holocaust. And go, like, dude, <laughs> fucking phony. That lie? You believe that shit? So, but it was, it, it, either way, it was very, 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 very fun. It was the first, I mean, it was probably the fourth time, I think fourth time I've been on, fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most fun by far, by far. And um, and Bill was like just amazingly generous and, and nice afterwards, too. Did
2: you talk to Constantine for a bit afterwards or no?
0: I did. I did. Um, He's a listener, fun. I think. Yeah. yeah well, or he, he is now. I think, I think he is now. Um, <laughs> um, super nice guy. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I'd be shocked if he hadn't listened before. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he had, but, but um, he's a very nice guy. Um, he was, I, you know, you stay at the same hotel. So I saw him mm-hmm. the next the next day too. And it was um, with a few friends um, who kind of all were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, no, he, he's a really nice, really nice guy. Very yeah. Nice guy. Good.
1: So I think there's a, there's a lesson to be learned, which is that uh, they called when we were taping. On our yes. Thursday, Ben and wanted
0: Matt Welch. By the way, not me.
1: I was well, I was <laughs> I mean, the, backup the, backup. Yeah. Uh, the
0: backup to the backup. Yeah, I'm the backup to the backup. I
1: had it. been previously previously scheduled to go on, so it was like it wasn't uh, wasn't just a. a, a, a uh brain fart out of the blue uh but mm-hmm. i wasn't able to do it but like if you need your emergency fill-in just call the fifth column at any time and there'll yeah, be some yeah. there'll be some <laughs> somebody in the room you can go <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah like yeah, it won't yeah. be
1: camille in the room because he'll be yeah. like in chicago yeah. crying but yeah, like exactly.
0: uh, <laughs> getting getting robbed in chicago i did yeah. not get robbed he's getting he's out get wilding in chicago. <laughs> 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 actually
2: i i stayed in uh what's it called wicker park very nice. Um, which it's very, very Brooklyn. The vibe is there. It is. It's very nice, um, yeah. But uh, that was very nice. I went to a speakeasy and hung out with some friends. Uh, we actually visited, I went because I visited Fermilab. I did a couple of other things as well. But Fermilab is uh, US's largest particle accelerator. Uh, so I went and met cool. with the director and a couple of other people there. And I mean, this is- Can this you, is can you talk about
0: who else you talked to when you were there?
2: Um,
0: I mean, Not I suppose-
2: yet. I could kind of. I could at least mention them. Although, Can you mention the person you interviewed bro. that Matt and I love, and you have no fucking idea who it is? <laughs> I still, I still barely know who it is. Was oh, name God. Albini or
0: something? Steve, Steve Steve Albini.
1: Beanie, yes, yeah, Steve Albini. Steve Albini yeah. um, he produced
0: like Nirvana's In Utero. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he produced like the first Pixies record. He's he's Maybe fucking Surfer great. Rosa.
2: He's, he's fascinating and super interesting. And we talked about all kinds of things, Um, but he's famously super grumpy though. Was he like, was he not grumpy with me? He was very very kind and polite. We had this great conversation and it was, I mean, he has so many different perspectives on music and at some point, not knowing my own interests or background, he randomly refers to go-go music and like has this little riff on go-go music. And I think he mentioned he mentioned like Trouble Funk opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers someplace mm-hmm. and, and like how amazing Trouble Funk's per, um, performance was and then how people d- don't understand Go-Go. But I'm, I won't give you all of the things. At some point, you'll be able to wa- watch this interview or listen to it. And um, yeah, he just had these great insights on virtually every topic related to music. Yeah, um, smart dude. And a couple of other weird, distant um, themes that are tangentially related to this series that i'm working on so i'm not sure how all of it works together a conversation about particle physics um and a conversation with uh interesting interesting record producer with very particular uh, approach to doing his work as famously didn't take any money essentially no points for his work with nirvana or anyone else um takes a a flat salary um he's an engineer like a technician um, which is just he's like, not
0: just a technician though. He's so good. A man's got yeah. that. No, he's,
2: he's very good and and yeah. super
0: knowledgeable and yeah,
2: I, I'm, I'm enthous- I'm very excited about uh, people actually getting to see this crazy kooky thing that I've been working on. Um, but some you point. should
0: do the thing, Camille, when, when you're done and mm. you put it up, because as you know, and anybody who makes documentaries knows that you do a hour and a half with Steve Albini and it's totally fascinating and that you get maybe mm-hmm. three minutes in the documentary Oh yeah. It, yeah. Um, pop that stuff online or something. Make sure you get those. Cause you get a ton of views. If like you're talking to Steve Albini, like people are interested in him. i I would watch that in a second, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, even if it's, I like the fact that, you know, you guys are from different kind of musical universes. I, I will say, I don't think this is, um, uh, no, this is not, not telling any tales out of school. I, uh, um, had, uh, drinks with our old friend, Barry Weiss. Mm. And at one point and the, conversation i said something about a band i can't remember the band it was like really not complicated stuff it was just like a regular old band and she said i know nothing about music and i was like no no no." but you know she's like i literally know nothing about me like nothing and uh her her wife who is a also an old friend of mine and somebody i i i really love uh said i i, I don't either and oh. and and then uh this is Nellie Bowles, and Nellie said i hate when people like Try to explain the and I was like, but I have to explain for the story what this, uh, musician, <laughs> yeah. what this and it was it was relevant. And then I was like, wait, didn't you just interview Rick Rubin? Rick Rubin, yeah. And I was like, you literally no, <laughs> you know nothing about music. You just interviewed Rick Rubin, so so that's yeah. that's uh, yeah. And I'm wearing a Free Press hat. She gave me a Free Press hat. I oh, I see press. that. It's a
2: oh. nice hat. See, a look, you hat. have the Free Press hat. I have the Fermi Lab hat. The Fermi Lab. all our free
0: hats, and I got a <laughs> well, Bill Maher hat. Great. I gave it to my daughter. I got I a. a you drop fifth that? columns swag. Yeah. So. yeah, you're the only one who's representing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Barry Barry's got um, some stuff going on out there, which is great and really cool, and looking forward to some of the future stuff, um, especially mm-hmm. after the killer podcast that she did with um, with uh, our other pals, um, mm-hmm. Andy Mills uh, mm-hmm. on and Megan rolling. Megan Phelps-Roller and Megan yep. Phelps Megan Phelps-Rubber. Man, I've said it before. I'll say it again. How good is she? Unbelievable She's really interviewer. Good. Yeah. And uh I said that to Barry, and she was like, "No, she's incredible." and um but I have to say one more thing, and the person is a subscriber, so they will know I'm talking about that. Then I met somebody at at a at a house in West Hollywood, um a bunch of nice people there, and um this guy uh came up and said he's a like longtime fifth column listener, and uh he was a film producer and produced a lot of well-known stuff. And I was uh, very happy to know that he was a a big big fifth fan. So you know who you are. Um, I'm going to hit you up soon. And he's just a great, funny guy, too. And he uh, Because I'm not mentioning his name. I can say he uh, has obsessive-compulsive disorder and is really funny and was telling me all the insane (laughs) obsessive-compulsive things he had since he was a kid, including creating an entire family on paper that um, was rich because he wanted to be rich. And it looks like he succeeded. And they (laughs) traded stocks, and he would actually follow the stock tickers for like years, like looking at how his family stocks were doing. It was so insane. And so it was awesome. (laughs) Normal. Yeah. Well, maybe (laughs) that's normal. He described it. And and it was was on Sunday. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. I, I
1: like literally did that. I, yeah did you is that i had, is that true really i had phantom stock portfolios maybe i didn't plug it Not into phantom a,
2: fantasy is the right word fantasy, like stock fantasy por- po- yeah.
1: portfolios from the time from about third grade on
0: how come you are rich <laughs> he's I'm bad stupid.
1: at it he's bad oh you're like so you <laughs> no, no, I, you were then you were like really bad i, I was <laughs> yeah. a i was a volume investor <laughs>
0: wow. i love i love your like third grade <laughs> boiler room <laughs> so <laughs> before Matt, I are you
1: playing stocks in there come out here stop <laughs> buying fetters um the uh before i lose the thread since camille mentioned gogo music and steve albini um hmm. can't recommend highly enough uh, the show, in general, Sonic Highways, with Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters oh, goes yeah, from town yeah. to town, including Chicago, um, yeah. and, and interview like bands that are from there. But the DC episode, unsurprisingly, because that's where Dave Grohl is from, the greater DC area, mm-hmm. is fantastic because it focuses basically on go-go music and the Bad Brains. And mm-hmm. like just kind yeah. of like uh, spills out for there, including those rare like bizarre, wonderful crossover moments between punk subculture and go-go music, and it's just mm-hmm. it's really great. And like for it's me, it's the guy, I, I no it's the guy from
0: Trouble Funk that is on that episode,
2: by the way. Oh, is that yeah, right? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's I've, I've,
2: um, we've talked about that before, and I've,
1: I haven't. Yeah, slough, you should check it out; it's really good. He's
0: like a great. He's a, a great host too. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah. a lot of
1: editing in that show. a lot of editing yeah Yeah. Um, and by the way
0: when you go to la it's like you matt you go there and it's like oh i'm home and for me it's always like i mean i've been to la probably sixty five thousand times and every time it's a different experience for me which i love about that city is you can you approach it from a slightly different way and you have a totally different experience and i just you're out there and you realize how much garbage television there is it's like everybody is like oh i worked on a show called uh you know, and I'm like, what, wait, what was that? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's on the uh, Skippity Jack Network. And I'm like, the who? It's like, it's an online <laughs> only. I'm just like, I, there's so much television being made. And I'm waiting for that to kind of, you know, boomerang back and have, you know, everyone complained. It was too. there's only three networks. And it's like, uh, you know, I liked when I didn't have too much choice in this way. I love choice. I don't love, I, there's too much television choice at the moment. And some of it is terrible. It's just so much crap.
1: I mean um, I realized it was that back when and I told the story before so I won't belabor it but when I was on a reality TV show uh in which I was one of the celebrity uh, Ben Affleck uh contestants yes, uh, celebrity right. look-alike yeah celebrity look alike show and yeah. I was I was pulled out as someone who looks like Ben Affleck which shows you how ridiculous it is yeah. but it was I was about. I mean, the,
0: you could have gone on. It's like that's as believable to me as like you going on as like the Tito Jackson look alike. <laughs> it's
1: I, which it's I, like, I kept okay. saying at every Actually, step. Look closer to Tito, probably. Yeah,
0: you probably look. You yeah. look closer to Michael at this point. I know something. Michael.
1: To, it was presented as a reality show in which, like, we scoured the country for people who happened to look like. No, you scoured like four and a half blocks between yeah. Hollywood and Vine, and yeah. um, and also everybody except me was an actor. It's not a reality show. It's like that. Yeah. And yeah. this is in 2002, probably. So, but even back then, and that was just the beginning of all of this, um, you had all of this sort of flotsam and jetsam going straight into, uh, quote unquote, reality uh, uh, TV. It's just like that place is built to churn shit out, and it will. Yeah. There's just no way it won't.
0: The cool thing, one final thing about Hollywood, this guy who's a listener, um, who I really like, he was telling me about his career and said that he basically didn't and he's very successful he basically didn't hit and have um you know a a good uh you know a a good tv writing career uh until he was like 35 which i think is amazing it's a great thing about that industry is that it doesn't really matter is like you 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 present somebody with a good script when you're 42 and you're gonna have a good script made right and uh, he, he was also like, didn't, he never had inter- any interest in directing, which I thought was a really interesting thing too. He was like, they're going to destroy. It's like Steve Albini. What you're saying is that you take a flat fee and you're just, you're an engineer. You're, you're helping create this <laughs> thing, but you're not. He does it. They, they destroy it and they butcher it and they screw it up. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what happens because I don't want to direct. And, uh, but no, it was a really interesting conversation about how you can get, you can do well kind of later and not, it's not if you don't hit as an actor when you're 20 it's not likely you're going to hit as an actor when you're 40, like a lot less likely, obviously. And that's the same in every, you know, you can't, you start at the bottom of a corporate chain. You can't start in the middle at 45 in a new career, 50, you know, and that's what you can do that in, in writing, which I think is pretty interesting.
1: I mean, it's also part of the uh, L.A. culture that I like the best, which is that it's never uh, where are you from? People don't care. They just yeah. don't care. You can have the craziest accent in the world that they have never heard mm. before. They're not going to ask you where you're from. Um, certainly. The point ne- is that you're here. You're it's here. not where
0: you're from. Yeah.
1: Uh, and certainly not going to ask you where you fucking went to school. Uh, that's yes. just not going to come up. You're not exactly. going to hear a dropped in conversation subtly that you either went to Harvard or Yale in the first sentence, like every single person from Harvard or <laughs> Yale <laughs> always do. Um, but the question is, what are you, what are you working, working on? on? And that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Like so what are you doing yeah. now you know i don't yeah. give a shit unless you got a really good story about all the cocaine you know and whatnot in the 70s and 80s that's fine so but uh but it's what you're working on
2: there's uh a very and- lying about that as well though as oh result. for sure <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: we
0: got i love the word attached <laughs> yeah, so and so's attached. It's like, no, not attached. I you know he's uh, attached. So I'm saying they are attached. You don't know that person. You're just trying to sell me a fucking bad script. You know, I got Howie Mandel attached to this one. Oh, mm. Right. Mm. Um <laughs> yeah, Emo Phillips is attached mm-hmm. uh, to be the uncle. But no, there was a friend of mine. And this is the crazy thing about about because I know nothing about it. Like, I don't, I just don't understand the kind of uh, mechanics of how it works. I mean, I understand the mechanics of how it worked in the 30s and 40s because I've read so many books on, um, you know, Communist. communism in the union, <laughs> um, which I'm like, I know that stuff, but I think it's evolved since then. But a friend of mine, um, was telling me about a mutual friend of ours who's, uh, you know, he's been on TV for a while and done some cool stuff and that he was working on something and just having a problem. I don't, you know, I think somebody offered to buy, it was just, there was this complicated thing, but it sounded amazing. I'm like, that's why are people not making that? Like, why is that not snatched up immediately? There were like two documentaries that he's working on. that are just imma- incredible, sound incredible, but you know has a hard time getting anyone to to be interested in that. But just sounds like I just don't understand that world at all. It's not a merit based thing very much, you know. It's not like it's
1: not there's like a lot thing. of there's a lot of luck. I mean, it's one of the reasons why um, so many uh, actors are and and people work in the industry, but especially actors, are attracted to Scientology and other kind of. Um, uh, esoteric styles of religions or cults, if you're feeling uh, uncharitable because, you know, Scientology acting and succeeding in Hollywood is not unlike uh, baseball, which is the most superstitious of sports because so much of it is based on failure. Um, So you fail, 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 fail. Your whole career is made because the one thing happens. So imagine what that does to your psyche. Like you can immediately blow it on cocaine. Like Michael has, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, or, uh, or like you could get in your own head. Like, it's random. This chance. Um, what does it all mean? It can destabilize you. Um, so uh, th- that sense of just uh, the the dice are going to be rolled. You can't control it. How do you make sense of this world? Well, you'll uh, you'll look for any kind of. A place that has some kind of like obscure technical explanation for it, or just says, Hey, look, you live in a in a bizarre universe. We will give you some level of comfort over here. So Hollywood's always been like this. And also, um, literally the area of Hollywood. Uh you ever notice when you're driving around on Hollywood Sunset Boulevard, uh, that there's just so many churches? Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. what's going on with that? It's because uh, Hollywood was so back when um, one hand was paying attention to it in the thirties um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was already a den of iniquity um, and you know famously uh, uh, immoral and amoral characters doing unspeakable things and murders and such um, that they're like okay you can uh, come here and start a church and you will pay like no taxes we'll give you the land basically it's sweetheart deals for every religion out there and that's one of the reasons why Scientology ended up there because they can get property for cheap um, yeah. and uh, and so it's all over the place just look at it next time a lot of them now are converted from churches into other things uh but it's just there i've never seen a place that has more churches per capita than hollywood
0: yeah i mean it's right right on sunset um right by the chinese theater there's the uh, scientology information center it's like i think a block away and, an, the a, yeah, Franklin, and the celebrity center on Franklin and the on worldwide Franklin. headquarters yeah, yeah, on, yeah yeah, on we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived within walking distance of all that shit. Yeah, that's that. It, it's totally, it's totally nuts. And the, the you know, it's my, I, I think I once told you, Matt, the story of like that m- my brother going to um, a rehab uh, thing in Hollywood took me to one time. And Hal Blaine was there. Like he just went to meet people because that's what you do. And like, I don't even, was think that was the interested. YMCA one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's the best yeah. one. Yeah, Absolutely, and it's the, like, the best the best AA meeting. I met like the, the guy from Hollywood. Social Distortion, and like then <laughs> Hal Blaine was there from the, in the from the Wrecking Crew. You're not and supposed like, to say
1: that, but Hal Blaine's dead now, so that's fine.
0: Yeah, he's dead. The guy from Social Distortion's probably dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. If not, I'm going to pretend that he wasn't actually. In, he was just like a friend of the guy. From right? <laughs> but it was funny because like everyone's just like you know it's incredible thing about Hollywood and in, in, in LA, everyone was always telling you who they know, and I'm like, but you're not them. Like, why do I care? You met somebody. That's interesting. It's like so I I like I'm friends with the guy from blah blah blah. It's like and like have you <laughs> he's interesting, but you suck. Why do you and talking speaking of superstition and disaster, I just want to say before we get into anything substantive, that last night was a very hard night for me. Oh. Because um oh, it was God, game yes, seven right. of of uh the uh Bruins uh Florida series. Uh, they were up three games to one. They mm. they ended the season with the best record in the history of the NHL. Um, you know, an unbelievable team from, you know, Bergeron, Pasternak, Krejci, et cetera. They had an amazing, um, Linus Ulmark, the goalie, the Swedish goalie, had a couple, a bit of a collapse. So they replaced him um, with, uh, with the backup goalie for this last game, which was um, not the best idea. But uh, 50 seconds left. My daughter and I are pumped. 50 seconds left, three to two, the Bruins are winning. Oh my God. To, three to two Bruins are winning, about to walk into the next round against the, against Toronto. And then, you know, that onto the Stanley cup from there. And I'm already I've been already planning, like I'm going to get Stanley cup tickets. I got to figure this out. I want to bring me <laughs> to the Stanley cup. Um, they lost and they lost very quickly into overtime and, um, they lost four to three, 50 hmm. seconds left. And and it was an amazing thing because they pulled the goalie. And I was like, I'm trying to explain to you like, why they pulled the goalie. Because she's seen this before. She's like, this is fucking dumb. They just don't have anything in the net. And I'm like, but it's just like they just invented a power play. Just think of it that way. And so she got it. And they fucking scored with 56 seconds left in the game. Oh, my tied God. Tie it up. And then one. I mean, I, it's, it's it's absolutely crushing. I'm and so was, sorry
1: for Livia to be next he, to you in, the, in yeah. that time.
0: Yeah, because I come, I become really Boston. Then I'm like, "What's going? What are you wrong with you? What the <laughs> fuck? Go back to, to Ottawa. You fucking losers. Yeah, but it was like there. It was a silent Boston Garden. I will not call it TD Garden. Oh. It was a silent Boston Garden. It was really depressing. So that is you rough. And, you and yeah, Charles it was Barkley. a rough.
2: Was that? Is it you and Charles Barkley? Very very excited about hockey. Is Barkley a hockey fan? Huge hockey fan. It's like that is amazing. Comes up. He talks about it every single show. When there's like a game that night, he'll have some riff on it and he'll offer some insights. Yeah, you
0: know what's what happening. makes the series interesting. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I think, I think uh, he was pulling for yeah.
2: Boston too, if memory serves.
0: Oh, um, I gotta send Charles a message and be like, but "I'm not, buddy. I'm not sure, but you should. Yeah.
2: But maybe, you know, that, maybe then, when he's when he's uh, when he's doing his new show on CNN with Gail King. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's going to be
0: a smash. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it's really interesting, by the way, that um, the you know the panel they have like they have uh, when they go back in between periods to these people and they talk about the game and this, everyone has this like hilarious Canadian accent. Uh, everyone, it's just like there's no non-Canadians, but there's three different networks that I've seen and every one of them has a black person on the panel. Everyone, and I'm like, there's there's the black guy on the Panthers, by the way but there's not a lot of black people in hockey and i don't know if this is an attempt to kind of recruit charles barkley and and in the kind of chatty period and but the funny thing is like they're like they'll have like a black guy like this is just like the old joke was always like there are no black people in hockey right? right
1: come and talk of all the things we did today Hear and laugh about our funny little way While we have a few minutes to breathe, and I know
0: that it's time you must leave But darling be home soon I couldn't bear to wait an extreme. I've been waiting since October For the great relief of having you